Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, Marley mates, and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we talk about stuff and things, but mostly my artwork, and the influences behind them, and so on and so forth. This week, I'm going to talk about two upcycled thrift shop pieces that were both original watercolors. Now, I don't personally work in watercolors. I, uh, I've never really enjoyed it. It's not really my thing. It is very challenging. It's not why I don't do it. It's not because it's hard. I just, I don't know. It's a different medium and it's just, uh, it's, it's interesting. I have a lot of respect for people who can and do because it is so challenging to work with, but I found a couple of pieces and I really am fond of the way they both turned out. But I tell you what, this first piece that I'm going to talk about is probably one of my all time favorite pieces that I have ever done. And I'm talking about just in general, anything whatsoever. I love it. And I honestly just wish that you could see it in person. It's it's one of those things where, yeah, you like, you'll be able to look at the picture and you'll be like, oh, that, hopefully you'll be like, yeah, that's cool, you know, whatever. Uh, but I feel like seeing it in person, like I'm looking at it right now and I just freaking love it. God damn it. I just, I, I love looking at it. Like it's one of those things where you... you I don't know. I mean, you can have this sort of feeling for anything, whether it's cutting the grass and like you, you stop back and when it's all said and done and you, you put all your stuff away and you look back and you take pride in the lawn and, or I don't know, you just, you, you see something come together and you just, you're, you're excited about, you know, a job well done and something that you can just be proud of. And, and I love this piece. This is what that was for me. And it's just a, uh, it's an original watercolor. I don't know really much about it or the artist in general. At the bottom of the corner where I typically sign my name, there was a signature there and it was Jay McCulley and it was dated 80. So I'm going to assume 1980 just because based on uh, stuff and things. So it, uh, I don't know anything about the piece. I don't know the title of it, anything of that nature. It was just a, an original piece on watercolor paper. And uh, it is originally just like a, an old sailboat or a fishing boat that had um, 
kind of pulled into port. It looks kind of run down. It's kind of dingy, and it's got some running rust on the side and all the type of things that you don't want to see on a, on a vessel. And it's just a very basic skyline, blue skies with some clouds, some buildings in the background, and some other boats here and there. And that's that. So let me tell, 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 let me talk to you about what I did to this piece. And let me just tell you the name of it, first and foremost, as I titled it, It Followed Us Back Into Port. And I remember doing it in just one sitting. Uh, it, it came together with just the right colors, the technique, the blending, it just all worked. And I told you about the original scene. It was very simple, just, you know, cloudy skyline, a few buildings, what have you. I destroyed that serenity with the might of the Kraken. So naturally everything is almost implied here. All you see are tentacles of the beast below as they are like swarming the boat. All the sails and the area buildings around, they're on fire. There's just like flames coming out of the windows. There's like some of the the line work and the sails are just like hanging, tattered. It's just, you see smoke and flames and surrounding the boat are just all these giant tentacles. And the... The beast is like coming up out of the water. All you see are tentacles and they're just like all surrounding the boat. Some of them are like overlapping it. Some are just like raising up out of the water and the water is just like dripping off. So like the, the just the implied look of just water running down these tentacles, splashing in the water, splashing up around it, just coming up out of the, out of the sea. There's shades of green and blue on the tentacles and like the underbelly is, is like a cream colored and it's got of course all the all the little grippy sucky suction cups and you know what have you and <laughs> I just love this thing I, I love it um, I think I'm getting too excited just talking about it but this is hands down easily one of my favorite pieces ever and while I've upcycled several like this like far too many pieces for that matter this one more than most to me looks like it could have been just one cohesive piece. Like this could have been the way it was designed and meant to look all from the beginning. And to me, that's what makes it successful is because like, yeah, you look at some of my other stuff and it's kind of silly. And like, you can tell like obviously like something has been added to it. But like, to me, I feel like this could have been an original work just like this. And even though I didn't do the bulk of it, I just added the chaos um, if this were anything, because it's an original watercolor piece, I look at it as more of a collaboration. So whoever Jay McCulley is, thanks. This was fun. The dimensions are 21.5 by 25.5. And I finished this piece on 16 January of 22. And all I used was some acrylic paint and just kind of went to town it's a big piece like it's not it's not super huge but it's good size and it uh it's one of my favorites i don't think i'll ever part with this one this one i can see eventually hanging in my home somewhere now before we get on to the second piece i'd like to thank my very first patreon subscriber kimbo racket 
Thank you, Kimbo, for being a super champion and in my corner here. And uh, you are indeed the first groundbreaking, trailblazing. You're awesome. Thanks a million. And I don't say that lightly. This is huge for me. And not only that, uh, FYI, Kimbo was the person who suggested I do this. So... Yeah, she's terrific. All right, let's move on to the second piece, which I'm just going to call it Transformers. I didn't ever title it. I don't want to leave it untitled. I feel like it needs some love. So let's just call it Transformers. It's 22 by 18, and I finished this piece on 15 November of 21. And this, too, was an original watercolor piece that I found at a thrift shop. I think I spent all of $2 on it. Uh, did I say the dimensions? 22 by 18. And it was a framed piece, just a watercolor scene of what looks like, it looks like a beach because there's some sand and some of that just like tall seagrass looking stuff, sand dune. It's got some basic kind of blue sky, cloudy in the background, but the way it fades off into the distance, it looks like it could be over water or maybe it's just more sand. I don't know. Either way, uh, I didn't really see a name of an artist on here or a title or any other information besides that. So perhaps it was just uh, someone's own piece and it ended up in a thrift shop somehow. But I got my grubby hands on it. And when I saw it, I thought, well, this is just kind of a perfect backdrop for anything. I could superimpose whatever I want to right here. And so I did. Oh, wait. Huh. Never mind. I found it. I found the. I found, I'm just looking at it here. It was the name was disguised in the tall seagrass. It is Mary Hall or Gary Hall. I don't know. Dave, Dave Hall. I can't really tell. It's kind of fancy text, fancy writing, but my name's right above it. This was actually, apparently it was uh, painted in 2001. So, um, Several years later, 21 years later, I found it and churched it up a little bit. When I say churched it up, I put a couple of big old mofo transformers up in that piece. And <laughs> like I said, it's a very simple, basic beach scene. What looks like a path uh, that leads to a sand dune of some sort, tall sea grasp and some wispy growth on the beach. It really just left room for the perfect setting for a, a monumental battle. So behold, Optimus Prime and Megatron. Here I use the depictions of the classic uh, gener Generation 1 styles. And we see them engaged in battle in their original form that we came to know and love. Children of the 80s, that's how we rocked it, right? And so while Prom... Prom... Wow. Let me, let me pump the brakes a little bit. I got to take it down a notch. Scotty, take it down a notch. Holy smokes. While Prime has always been the face of and the fearless leader of the Autobots, I have always had a special place in my cold black heart for Megatron. And as you'll be able to see in the painting, there is no clear winner. We all know that Megatron will retreat and defeat anyways, but the painting demonstrates... Um, two mighty powers about to collide. And 
as in several of my pieces of work, um, I've got a significant amount of horror influence. Another huge influence is the stuff I grew up with, tons of pop culture, cartoons, magazines, and comic books, 80s and 90s nostalgia. It's just Transformers are essentially all of those things. And I love Transformers, um, and I love that they've never really faded away. There have been so many iterations of the franchise in different television and movie and comic series and toy lines. It's just so cool. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give honorable mention to the ugly cousin of the Transformers, the GoBots. Bless their knockoff generic hearts. But the piece is pretty cool, I think. It's uh, when, I, when I post the pictures online, I'm going to show you kind of my in-progress, which I don't always do. Because I like that almost as much as the finished piece. What I did was took the took the the original watercolor out of the frame and blocked out where I wanted the uh, the transformers to be, and then I drew them, and then I outlined them in a very fine uh, fine tipped black pen, and then I proceeded to to paint them, but. I really liked just the contrast of the very, just the, just the line work with no color and no shading and nothing. And it just, I, I like that too, but it was unfinished. So I, I will post a picture of that, but it's basically them just about to engage. There's no contact. In fact, like Optimus is kind of like, he's, he's got a fist in his, his right hand, kind of pulling back about ready to to sock Megatron right in the giblet. And then his other hand is kind of just like leaning forward. He's, he's got his, his knee cocked. And then Megatron, he's got one of his knees bent. And he, both his arms are like, he's got his fist ready to go, ready to just lay some smack down. And um, I love how they kind of like step out of the frame. And what I mean by frame is like just the, the picture itself. You can't see their feet, and because they're on a beach, I was able to paint all of this like kicked up dust, and so they've got like a what looks like mist around their feet, but it's just sand. It's just like clouds of sand, little dust bunnies there, and uh, I don't know. I dig it. I really, I think it's it came together pretty well. I'm not as fond of what I did with the mat and the frame. Now, it's not uncommon for me to take a, an upcycle thrift shop piece like this and just extend the entire image off onto the mat and onto the frame. Here, I did some work, but it's not, it was just kind of like extra. Um, and it's it's just like, I feel like Randy Jackson when I look at the the outside of it because it's just okay for me, dog. And what I did was on the mat, I used some decals that I had printed off from some old Star Wars sticker sheets that go on old Star Wars vehicles from the uh, original Kenner line. Uh, I like to do a lot of restoration with old action figures and play sets. And so I've got a lot of sheets that I had printed off for other old Star Wars playsets to replace the stickers. And so I had these and because they look like just electronic parts and just different pieces of equipment and stuff, I kind of layered each side of those. And then in the bottom, I used some 
just what looks like kind of a whitewashed wood grain contact paper along the bottom edge because it almost kind of resembles like a beach-like plank or some like wooden decking that you might see somewhere. And then above the top edge on the mat is just a couple of what look like, um, I guess you would describe them as like vents. And I mean, that's kind of about it. So it's just a little extra to kind of look at, but it, it kind of, if actually, if I were to go back and do things different, maybe I would take that off or maybe I would just not have done anything or maybe just painted it like a, a solid color or even just extended it onto the entire mat. I don't know. It just, it, it, it's almost distracting. And then the, the frame itself, I've got a lot of like blast marks and scuffs and just some kind of dry brush dots and some, some carbon scoring and things. And, and it's okay. Like that works, I guess, but it's almost like a little bit too much. So I'll post pictures of the whole thing and then I'll post pictures of it in progress as well as just like just the the watercolor slash acrylic overlay itself. And hopefully you'll be able to just kind of make heads or tails of it however you see fit. Maybe you like the whole package deal. Maybe you like just the the actual piece itself. I don't know. Uh, it's up to you because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It is no surprise that Marley Mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning into the Facebook Lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram, that's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, Head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chocolate bullshit, you could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone, ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1, or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative, and go tell someone you love them.